have kids, they said. It will be fun, they said. Who the heck are they anyway? As moms, we sacrifice a lot for our families, our time, our health, our wallets, our identity, friendships, personal care, and of course, our beloved sleep. Motherhood is a crazy ride, one that is not meant to be braved alone. It takes a village, right? Well, your village is here. I'm your host, Sabrina Greer, and every week I'll be diving into the gray areas of motherhood with some very special guests. This is not the highlight reel, but the real deal. So reheat that cup of coffee, turn up the volume, and get ready for the reminder that you've got this, mama. Hello, and thank you for tuning in. I'm your host, Sabrina Greer, and I'm super excited about tonight's episode. I've got the amazing Courtney St. Croix with me tonight. Hello. Hello. (laughs) Courtney is awesome. We actually connected through podcasting, which I love this community, Mm -hmm. this whole podcasting community, especially the mama podcast community. I find everyone's so supportive and Mm -hmm. just loving on each other. So I absolutely adore your podcast. Thank you. Yeah. And it's just so informative and so helpful, but we'll have links to your podcast later on the show notes. So Courtney St. Croix is a woman's confidence coach. She's a two-time best-selling author, top-rated host of the Momfidence podcast, fitness and wellness expert, mama to a feisty, self-assured three-year-old daughter. (laughs) Courtney (laughs) has been a leader in the Canadian fitness industry for close to two decades and inspires women of all ages to fall in love with fitness, whatever that means to them. After struggling with personal body image and confidence in her 20s, and then most recently through her postpartum experience, she's realized there's a missing link between fitness culture and what it means to be healthy at any size in body and mind. She now educates women all over the world about the difference a positive mindset can make not only for the quality of life, but for self-esteem and for fitness success as well. Ooh, love it. (laughs) Yes. That's a mouthful. It is, but it's a great mouthful. Wow. So empowering. And I really do truly, truly love what you're doing. It's It's hard, you you know, when we, yeah, it's a journey. It really is. And when you go into motherhood, you know, our bodies change and we've had a few Mm -hmm. episodes about this, you know, what, what does that mean? We've had nutritionists on the show. We've had fitness experts on the show. We've had, you know, a very wide range of opinions and information, Mm -hmm. but at the end of the day, like your body changes period. Mm -hmm. So that whole is trying to get back into size zero, if that's what you were before babies or, you know, just, I think it's so important to just embrace how crazy awesome our bodies are and what we've just been through and accomplished. We created Mm -hmm. life. That's pretty magical. Different (laughs) women. Like that's the thing that you can relate this to fitness. And I often do. We are different women after we've had children than we were before we had children. So I would often fall into the trap of comparing myself to a previous version of myself. And so we talk a lot about comparison and not comparing ourselves to others or not comparing our real lives with social media lives or any of the other lives that we see that are a highlight reel. But I always say, do not compare yourself to a previous version of yourself because we're always evolving and growing. And whether that's through motherhood or just in life or in your career, we're always evolving. So that means that your body can have some changes too. And it's okay. We need to start Mm -hmm. being a little more okay with allowing our bodies to grow and change and evolve and be in different stages and different seasons. Absolutely. I actually, that's a really good point. You know, comparison is the thief of joy, right? That Mm -hmm. Theodore Roosevelt quote. And, you know, I, I use that quote a lot, but it's not just comparing yourself to others. Like you said, it's comparing Mm -hmm. yourself to that previous version of yourself could be just as dangerous, right? Mm-hmm. So cool. Um, okay. So I wanted to know quickly, just what inspired you to start your business? We were talking about this before the show, quickly. you know? Yeah. Quickly. <laughs> the the Coles Notes versions. Cause I know this could be like a four hour episode if we went into depth, but you know, these kind yeah. of businesses with, you know, confidence coaching and you know, what I do, how YGT mama evolved, like how, how did it start? And then sort of the evolution, again, the Coles Notes version of the evolution of your business. The Coles Notes version. So 
evolution and evolve. Those are great words because <laughs> where I started with this about, I, I guess I would say three years ago, because it sort of started with blogging first. Um, and that was right before my daughter was born and she just turned three in November. So, um, it has truly evolved into where it is now. It did not start out as Uh, being a confidence coach. That's something that I really dug into in the last two years. Um, When I started in the beginning, I just started a blog. I just had always, I've loved writing. I've always been interested in writing since I was a kid. I've had notebooks filled with all kinds of stories. And then of course we had computers. So I would start typing on the computers and I started several blogs and just never told anyone about them, never, you know, published them, never said anything about them because I just had fear that I, I just thought people would, you know, make fun of me or, and of course, this is me being young as well and naive, like thought people would have opinions about them and, you know, wonder who are you to have do, do this. And as we all do, a lot of us go through that, right? Um, so I started a blog, simple. Uh, first, it was just like my thoughts on life. And then, you know, I was at the end of my pregnancy. So I was sharing stuff about my pregnancy. And then I had my daughter. So then I was kind of logging every month things that she was doing, you know, typical, just how kind of a personal blog starts out. And then because my background is in fitness and I work in the fitness industry, I've been doing that for over 15 years now. And that's just my area of expertise. So it naturally just evolved into kind of fitness and wellness type of uh, topics. So I continued to blog one or two times a week while I was on mat leave. And then when I noticed that I got the most traction on a post or the, the posts that were the seemed to be the most interesting to people was when I started talking about body image and confidence and, you know, kind of really more inspiring content. I am in the fitness industry, but I am not your stereotypical, what you would picture as like, you know, a fitness model that's on the cover of a magazine. I never have been. My body is a strong, bigger build. I'm about 5'10". I'm uh, very heavy. I'm a little more muscular. I have broad shoulders. Like I'm not that stereotypical image of what you would think about if you're like, oh, fitness expert. This is what I picture in my mind. So that's not really me. So I started talking about how I use fitness as a way to be healthy and to create balance in my life, but it's not a way to look a certain way. And this is part of the message that I try to communicate to women, to moms, and part of where Momfident AF kind of came from. Because fitness is a tool that you want to use in your life to enrich your life. But there's so many more benefits to fitness than just what you look like on the outside. And I think we sometimes have that backwards. You know, a woman will walk into a gym and and the reason that they're there is because they want to lose weight. Not that weight loss is not a good goal to have if that's part of your uh, fitness goal and something that you need to do. Weight loss is absolutely something you should focus on. But just in fitness culture in general, the focus is always on the external. What do you look like? How mm-hmm. skinny can you be? You know, the the six-pack abs, the photos that are Photoshopped, like all of this stuff. And I just started realizing that it, I need to help communicate the message that being confident, being you know, having a good body image, it doesn't mean that you look perfect on the outside. It doesn't mean you don't have stretch marks or scars or, um, you know, wrinkles or anything. We all have these things. And because of the representation that we see in the media and all around us, we get that mixed up and we think that we need to look like what we see in the media. And that's what perpetuates our fitness program, right? Mm-hmm. So, <clears throat> So it went from a blog that was personal into more of a fitnessy blog. It was called a different name. Um, and then I just decided that I wanted to focus on that kind of confidence piece. And so I did a rebrand, which was kind of risky because I had started to build a name for my old blog and build an audience for my old blog and then shifted into momfidence. I don't even know if that was a term that existed before (laughs) or if I made it up, I have no idea. And, um, there was an in-between stage where I had called my brand body momfidence. So like body confidence, but for moms. And then I just realized like, I need to be very clear with what I'm talking about here. So people were a little confused with body momfidence. They weren't quite sure what that meant. And I was like, you know what? I just want people to feel confident as I don't know if we can swear on this podcast, <laughs> but confident as F. And I want to, I want to really support and gear my business towards moms. So that's where Momfident AF came from, and it's evolved. It's it's not so much of a blog. I do I do blog occasionally, but um, I started you know working a lot with the theme of self love. I'm really into journaling, so I created a self love journal and. 
it's not necessarily only for moms, but it is called the Momfident AF self-love journal that's on Amazon. And it's a 12 week journal, journal prompts. Um, and so that's the kind of, the kind of thing that I wanted to create and have women feel supported on their journey, their self-love journey, their confidence journey. And, uh, and then of course the podcast kind of came out of that as well, just talking about confidence and self-esteem. So all these different areas. And it started with a blog and that was the worst Cole's notes explanation I could possibly <laughs> give because that was way longer. That was like a f- full novel. No, um, but I think it's important. I think it's important because, uh, you know, this is not a business podcast. It's a mom podcast, but what I'm mm-hmm. seeing as a theme and a trend, and it's funny, you said how you started paying attention to what your, your people, your, your readers mm-hmm. were paying attention to what they found interesting. And I do find, you know, our business related posts and podcasts get the most traction. And I I think that's Mm -hmm. because of the, the move into the mamapreneur and all of these crazy businesses that start often with a blog, right? It starts with Mm -hmm. sharing your ideas, sharing your feelings authentically and the raw version of it. That's how YGT mama started too, right? We were blogging and then we started the books and then, you know, it turned into the podcast and all this. And I think it's really, it's really important to give that inspiration to moms to show them that, you know, anything's possible when you really just go for it. And it takes a lot of vulnerability. It takes a lot, like we really put ourselves out there. Um, you know, on social media, on the podcast, you know, we're just real. We're a couple of moms, like just trying to figure it out as we go. And, and Mm -hmm. anyone can do this if they really put their mind to it and really go for it. So I think it's important to share that message too, because, you know, that's so inspiring to, to have what you have now from, you know, and and like you were saying before, (laughs) you don't just, suddenly have this business idea and then it just stays the same, you know, forever. Like I, I didn't start with a business idea. I started with, I'm going to start a blog. And then it really did evolve based on feedback from people, based on, you know, how I felt creating content and, and building community with people. And that's just kind of what happened. So if anyone is listening and they're like, I have this little tiny business idea, like you might as well just go for it and try it. There's so many moms that are at home and have great ideas, great, you know, can contribute so much. And like, you might as well just give it a shot. It's going to evolve and grow into something. Who knows what it's going to grow and evolve into. Exactly. And I think by sharing our truths and by really just being raw and real, it's so helpful to other people. And that's what everyone's craving, right? Is that genuine connection, not the highlight reel. Nobody wants to see, I, I mean, yeah, it's nice to look at beautiful pictures of, you know, coiffed hair and perfect bodies and, you know, your children dressed in bow ties, (laughs) with their hair slipped back, but come on, that's not real. Like yeah, Stepford wife does style. Not happen no, in my exactly. People There's always a stain on my kids. Exactly. Shirt. Always. But that's reality. And people like to know that they're not alone. They like to know that, you know, yeah. our, our lives are insane too, just like yours. And that's okay. Because <laughs> that's what mm-hmm. motherhood is all about. And it's normal. Exactly. <laughs> it's normal. So getting back on topic about you know, momfidence. <laughs> I want to know sort of like how, how did you work through the difficulties of postpartum body image? You know, what, what do you do now if you have a setback? What does all of that look like? Cause I mean, we're all okay, there, so, <laughs> not all of us, yeah. maybe not all of us. I'm there. <laughs> You're there. <laughs> so, so I think that we can all agree our bodies change, you know, after we go through pregnancy, motherhood, whatever they, you may fit back into some of the same clothes, but like things are just different. We've been through an experience that has it it truly is transformative. You've created a new life. New life is from inside to outside of your body. um, And your body just goes through a lot of changes. Now, I personally thought for most of my pregnancy that I had made it through without a single stretch mark. And (laughs) I don't know why I was so concerned about stretch marks for whatever reason, but my mom has lots of stretch marks on her stomach. And for some reason I was like, I don't, I hope I don't get stretch marks. You know, I think a lot of us kind of think about this weird, it's a vanity thing, Mm -hmm. right? So, and then I make it to the end of my pregnancy and, and realize like in the ninth month, like, holy crap, I couldn't see the whole bottom of my stomach and it's full of stretch marks. So for me, the biggest insecurity, I would say the biggest thing that I need to struggle with was after having my daughter... I of course have kind of like the mommy tummy thing. And then I have, my stomach is, is full of stretch marks. So at the beginning, 
for me, that was the most difficult thing that I had to get through was, um, just coming to terms with the fact that my stomach would look different and my stomach. Um, I think what was even more difficult for me is that I didn't see very accurate representation in the media or in magazines or wherever, because everything is Photoshopped and edited and touched up. So I felt like I was the only one who had a stomach full of stretch marks and maybe a little extra, you know, something hanging around there in, in the mommy tummy area. And what changed for me and what I continue to do. So regardless if it's your stomach, if it's something that happened with your boobs because of pregnancy, if it's like a scar from a C-section or, you know, whatever it is that is your thing, because your thing may not be the same thing as mine. First of all, try to find accurate representation. I don't know about you, but I am on social media a lot, not because I want to be just chilling there, but (laughs) because I'm creating content as well. So I am on social media a lot and I had to be really careful with what I was allowing myself to consume. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I do continue to do, it's kind of an ongoing process, but I had to make a really big shift and make sure that what I was following and what I was looking at was closer to accurately representing different bodies, which includes seeing my own body type represented. So body type and also seeing scars, stretch marks, just real bodies. So there's a ton of them. I could go over a lot of them. One of them that was has been really helpful for me is um, Sarah Nicole. Her Instagram is the bird's papaya, which is a funny name. But if you haven't yet followed her, you've got to check her out. Um, she was really open and honest and vulnerable. She's a beautiful woman and she shares her stomach very often. Mm-hmm. And that has been so therapeutic for me. So it, it may not be your stomach. If you're struggling with something else, I want you to see what representation you can find so that you start to feel like you're normal. Like everything is fine. Every all of our bodies, I would venture a guess that about 95% of us get some type of stretch mark or, you know, skin type skin change during pregnancy. And yet in the media, it, like 5% is accurately represented showing those types of things. So as I worked through my own insecurities with postpartum body image, finding accurate representation was probably the biggest, most important thing. Um, the other thing, there's two other things, which will be much quicker than what I just explained. <laughs> Journaling. Yes. Journaling has always been really therapeutic for me. So if I am feeling something, if I, um, you know, acknowledging that I'm feeling something, that's kind of the first step, feeling frustration or feeling, you know, less than, or feeling like not worthy or trying on some clothes and being like, oh, it's not fitting. And, you know, I'm, of course it's not fitting because I'm blah, blah, blah. Like I try, I'm, I don't even, not even going to allow myself to say any of the stuff. I'm just going to tell you that old stuff that I used to say, and I don't say it about myself anymore, but journaling. Um, was really therapeutic. And again, the self-love journal, it was kind of one of the reasons why I went in that direction and tried to create something that others could could benefit from journaling because you don't have to be into journaling in order to use the self-love journal. It's journal prompts. So writing things down and, and getting out if I it was having a difficult feeling, super helpful. Mm-hmm. And what was the last one? Oh, sending love. So Sometimes I will sit in a whatever compromising position I'm sitting in and realize that I have like kind of a roll thing happening with my stomach. And of course, that's my air, biggest area of insecurity. So of course, I'm like, oh, I'm trying to like readjust my high-waisted Lululemon pants so that everything is like fitting in there nice and comfortable. <laughs> but if if a moment, you know, if a thought crosses my mind where I'm like, oh, I have, there's a roll there and you know, and I'm really negative about it. I just put my hand there, could be stomach, could be wherever you're having an issue. And I just send it love and gratitude and remind myself that I, my body, I am way more than my body. My body has helped me get through a lot of things. My body has helped me create my daughter. Yes, I have some stretch marks. Yes, there's a little extra going on there, but that does not influence or impact the incredible person that I can be, regardless of what my body looks like on the outside, or if there's a role that's on my stomach. So physically I actually put my hand there and then I just, I don't want to be corny and like say it out loud, but you can say it out loud or you can just think it and just send it love instead of sending it hate because you can't change or improve or grow or appreciate yourself. If you are constantly hating yourself, like you can't hate yourself into it. You have to attack it with love. So totally. those are the three things I would say. Again, not very Cole's notesy. Oh, but. that's all right. But I love it. It's, it's so powerful because, you know, those are, are things that we're all dealing with. We all have something, you know, if it's not your stomach. Mm-hmm. Like you said, Everyone has something. something. Yep. It's something. Even, you know, 
we talked about this on your show, the whole modeling industry, right? Like I have a lot yes. of friends who, you know, are modeling after having three kids and power to them and they're beautiful. Yeah. They still have something too. And it's not something mm-hmm. that's, you know, everyone can see with the naked eye, but it's something for them. It's something that they feel insecure about. So just know that, you know, if you're feeling anything, you're not alone. You're never, ever alone. Exactly. We all feel something. I love that. Yeah. We all go through it and it's, you know, you just gotta, I, I really think it's important, as you said, to send it love, to send yourself love, positive affirmations, mm-hmm. positive mindset. And, you know, I have a funny story. I was postpartum with my third, we went to a, a party. I was about eight months postpartum though. Let's be clear. Not like directly postpartum. <laughs> it wasn't like exactly. <laughs> and we went to a party and, you know, it was like late summer. So it was dresses, but you know, light evening jacket. And I had somebody be like, Oh, so what do you do with your fourth? That's crazy. No. I was like, Oh man, really? <gasps> you know, I had a couple glasses of wine, so I wasn't sucking anything. This was in. A, woman. a woman, <laughs> a mother, How dare she? a mother. How dare um, she? It was just, it, it made me, you know, of course I was taken aback for a second. I mm-hmm. gasped a little bit. I'm like, Oh no, we're not having any more kids. And she was like, Oh, and you know, I could see the embarrassment in her face. Oh, no, well, yeah. and it was just one of those awkward <laughs> moments. And so I had to send her love, right? I had to say, okay, yes. that's okay. How would I feel if the, if the situation, if the roles were reversed? You know what? I had a couple glasses of wine. I wasn't sucking anything in. I was probably standing there like <laughs> looking a little bit pregnant at the time. But it just, it, I wrote a blog about it, about embracing the mom bod, you know, all of it. It was, it was yeah. very sort of eye-opening event for me because it was the first time where I was like, oh yeah, you know, my body is different. I'm not that skinny little model that I once was. I'm not the same person and that's okay. And it's okay. It's okay. okay. You know what? My hubby is still attracted to me. My kids think I'm amazing. They don't think, they don't don't ask questions and say things. No. No, It's it's love. So if I can't Mm -hmm. love myself, what am I teaching them? Right. And, and that's what it's all about. And I totally agree with what you said before about, you know, being healthy at any size health does not equal gene size or body weight, right? Health is a specific look to your body because the other thing that's a huge factor, and I, I don't think that there's enough focus on this is your genetics are your genetics. So I, like I said, I'm 5'10". I got broad shoulders. I have the body of my dad, less, you know, a couple of parts. (laughs) And I am not going to be, I don't have long, you know, lean arms and legs. I'm not going to be a size two. Like that's just not my body type. So you need to find whatever is the healthiest for you. And that's just kind of like my fitness and wellness background coming in is that we can't, it's not a cookie cutter. You can't see a person somewhere and be like, that's what I want my body to look like. You can admire another person's body for sure, but you need to know that your body is your body. So you just need to focus on being the strongest, best, healthiest, you know, version of yourself that you can be and not trying to compare yourself to another person. Actually, I just read something in another book. Um, it's called as you are, and it's by, it wasn't by a specific author, but department store for the mind is what the, like, uh, I don't know, brand or whatever of the book is. And they were talking about social media, which this always comes up for me, social media, you see everyone's highlight reel, which we kind of already talked about, but you don't realize that what's going on behind that, you know, perfect body looking woman what's going on behind the scenes in her life. We never realize that kind of stuff, which is why connection with other humans is so important because you might see her post a picture and then you see her, let's say you're at the same restaurant and you see her and she has two kids and they're running all over the place. And she just happened to get this nice picture that she's posted on social media. Like we all have other shit happening (laughs) behind the scenes. (laughs) I swear a lot of my podcasts, I think I'm just like trucker mouth. Um, but yeah, like like getting together with people and having that social connection, because as much as we're so connected via social media and technology, we are disconnected. Mm-hmm. And our like as a human, we crave social connection. And that is a huge component to our happiness level is being with other people. 
you know, having conversations, being physically with other people. And then you get to see that that girl who you think is perfect has struggles just like you do. So yeah, yeah, I love that. And it's funny because we're in the process of writing healthy mama right now. So you've got this healthy mama is the next book to, to launch in 2019. So I've been doing a lot of research and a lot of data collection. And it's funny because the definition of health is being sound in mind, body, and spirit. I don't hear anything Mm -hmm. about weight. I don't hear anything about, you know, waste measurements or anything. Right. So it's, it really is about Mm -hmm. being sound. Yes. Your body's part of it, but mostly your mind and your spirit and things that Mm -hmm. really nourish your spirit are exactly what you just said. You know, human connection, sharing our truths, Mm -hmm. being honest, not having to live a lie, not having to, you know, feel isolated or ashamed or, you know, live in that place of, fear of judgment or fear of ridicule, all of those things, right? We need to be sound in mm-hmm. body, mind, and spirit. I love that. Mm-hmm. Oh, all right. <laughs> this is a lot of good stuff. So I, I know we're digging, I in, really are. We're digging in. So I wanted to ask you because my last episode, um, which was the first episode of season two, I talked a lot about new year's resolutions and sort of anti new year's resolutions, which is more my jam, Mm -hmm. but I really talked about how, you know, just picking something like mine was removing toxicity from my life, picking something that's not serving you and removing that sort of behavior and environment and all of the things that come along with it. But most of all thoughts, those negative thoughts, those toxic thoughts. But I was curious from your point of view as a, you know, wellness professional and a confidence coach, you know, what are your thoughts on New Year's resolutions? Because the second most common is to get in shape and lose weight. Mm -hmm. So I was really curious what your thoughts are around this, because you probably see a lot of it. I have a lot Yeah. And I have a lot of thoughts on resolutions and obviously I've worked in the fitness industry in many different roles, um, with a a large fitness company. So I've been a part of a lot of Januaries (laughs) where people come in and they have these huge, huge goals. And I'm sure that you've probably seen some of those memes that are on the internet where, you know, gym in December is empty. Gym in January is completely full. And while I never want to discourage anyone from a fitness goal, like absolutely I'm an advocate for fitness fitness is an important part of your life. But what I don't like as an environment or um, like an environment of restriction and setting ourselves up with really, really restrictive expectations. So if I say I want to lose 20 pounds and that's my goal and now I'm like going, going, going at the gym and my my only goal is to lose 20 pounds, which is the looking good, right? The external part, right? If we're in there in January for four weeks, you may not lose 20 pounds in four weeks. You might, depends on what you're doing. But the the super high expectation of a specific goal, even setting goals, like I'm going to go to the gym mm-hmm. five days a week and I'm going to, you know, there's there's just so much to it. And I feel that fitness is more something you need to find a way to balance in your life. Um, all of that being said, resolutions in general, I have made them in the past. I can't, I don't think that I can say I've ever successfully implemented a resolution from January when that, when I decide I'm going to do a resolution until that whole end of the year, I used to make them about fitness. And then I decided I wasn't going to make them about fitness and instead, um, just something else that I could do. Like one year was take more pictures, which you know, I, I, that one was okay, but I don't know that I was really, I wasn't very measurable to be able to take more pictures. Um, but I actually just had a podcast episode about this as well. And what I have done for the last three years is instead pick a word that I want to focus on for that year. So a friend of mine uh, who's a small business owner, she did a blog post about this, I think in 2016. And then I decided to do one that year as well. So I pick a word that I kind of want to set my year around. And just so that you can understand what I mean, the word that I picked this year is evolve. And I did a whole podcast episode about my evolve word. And I have added one on since then. So I have two words that I'm focusing on now for the year. So it's not a, you know, this is what I want to do. And, you know, I make sure you go to the gym this many times per week and like check the boxes off. It's more of a, I need to check in with myself every few months and think about, am I living my life in a way that, that is including these words in no matter what I'm doing, motherhood, 
you know, life, business, career, whatever. Um, so evolve was the number one word. And, um, if you go back, you can check that on my, uh, on my podcast because it it goes Mm -hmm. into more detail. I'm not going to go into all of the detail now, but I added embrace because, and I, I think that the two of those work for me anyways, really well together because while I do want to evolve, I, I am a learner. I love learning, growing, developing, and I always want to continue that. I also want to learn how to embrace exactly where I am right now. So I do want to grow and evolve, but I also need to pause and take those moments to just accept where I am and appreciate where I am. And that has to do with body image. It has to do with my life, circumstances, you know, parenting, everything. Evolve all of those things and also pause, reflect, and embrace. So instead of setting a specific New Year's resolution, I pick words. <laughs> Usually it's one word, but for 2019, special year, I now have two words, evolve and embrace. Well, I do think those words go nicely together, as you said, because, you know, as you just finished saying, it's so important to be in a growth mindset, to always want to be Mm -hmm. learning and moving forward. And, you know, that's growth, right? Sometimes growth is painful, you know, growing pains. Mm -hmm. Um, And that often happens, especially in business and in motherhood. I mean, holy moly, I'm learning something new every single day with these little people. Oh my gosh, it's, it's a gong show. It's like every day it's completely different. It's like, oh, what's your schedule? Like, I don't know. I don't really have one because some days we're awake at 3 a.m. Some days it's 5 a.m. Yeah, some days it's different. It's, they'll sleep till 10 <laughs> if I let them. It's crazy. So it's just sort of like evolving and but evolving with what's happening around you. I love, I love that. I think that's really powerful mm-hmm. because that's what we have to do as moms, right? We have to be, and this is what I talked about in my last episode. It's being flexible, right? It's, it's not Mm -hmm. because if you set rigid scheduling and I'm not saying like, Oh, just be laissez faire about everything. And like, Oh, I don't have a bedtime for my kids. And I don't do that. I'm Mm -hmm. absolutely not. I, (laughs) Yeah, structure is necessary, necessary. but but taking that structure and being flexible with it. So it's not, so you're not setting yourself up for disappointment every time something goes wrong, right? Because it's not guaranteed that every night, seven o'clock PM is going to be bedtime. Stuff happens, right? Kids get sick. Things go sideways. That's kind of a nice, it's kind of a nice, uh, metaphor or or relating to what you were saying about making Mm -hmm. resolutions is, is decide on something that, you know, maybe has a bit of structure, but it's flexible. So that's why I like picking a word because that allows me to think about those words as I'm making my way through the year, maybe doing a check-in at the six month mark and thinking about, you know, have I been acting with those words in mind or have I forgotten about the words that I've chosen for this year instead of something that, like I said, is just checking a box. And if you don't check the box, what happens? You feel guilty. You're like, oh man, I didn't do what I said I was going to do. You feel bad about it. So that's kind of why I like to think about it in that way. And I listened to that, uh, that episode that you just did. It was a great one on, t- on toxicity and, you know, intentions and stuff. I well, and I it. wanted that to be the theme this whole month is sort of like setting people up for success for 2019 in all areas. So obviously with you, it's health mm-hmm. and wellness and, um, mindset and fitness and all of that. And then we have a great guest on next week. That's a business coach. So it's sort of setting people up for the new year, like taking January and really just, you know, breathing into it instead of by mm-hmm. the 17th, I think that was the statistic I, I pulled out. It was like by the 17th, mm-hmm. people give up on their new year's resolutions because it's too hard. Mm-hmm. So instead of, just, you know, putting people in that position where they're sort of destined to fail, which is horrible and such a negative headspace to start the year on, I just wanted to empower our mama listeners to really just, you know, set intentions and, but be gentle and be flexible, you know, be kind to yourself. It's okay to mess up. Mm -hmm. It's okay to, you know, wake up tomorrow and realize it's a new day. It doesn't have to always be a new year to start something different. It can start tomorrow. It can start right now, (laughs) right? It can be anything like you have that ability as a woman and as a mother to make those changes, right? We can, we can implement change without it having to be a resolution or a new year. And I used to be really bad at that. I was like, oh, well, I ate chips today. So, oh, next Monday I'll start again. (laughs) Yes. I was just going to say that this happens in the whole, you know, fitness and wellness, but the diet culture, I've been learning a lot about diet culture in the last little while. 
uh, how many of us go to, you know, we, we think that we're eating well, we, you know, quote unquote, I've ate well all day. And then I had a cookie <laughs> because I got a coffee at Tim Hortons and I ordered a cookie and I felt so bad about it, but then my day was ruined. So I just ate anything that I wanted. Like <laughs> That's not like, not a great way to think about it. Like have structure in your life. Yes. You want to eat healthy. You want to eat good whole foods. If you have a cookie, it is not going to ruin you. No. So just go back to what you were doing already. Like it's not going to ruin the rest of your day or your week. Exactly. Um, but I think that so many of us go through that. So trying to shift that mindset as part of the, the work that I'm doing, because there's a lot of women, I think that still have this mindset that if they're, they're either all in or they're not doing anything. So they're all in, they're constantly at the gym, they're constantly eating super well, they're, they're not having quote unquote cheats. I don't call anything a cheat, but I'm just saying this is kind of the mindset that a lot of us have. Um, or they somehow, you know, screwed up again in quotes. And now they're like, I'll oh, forget it. Like, you know, I've, I've messed it all up. So who cares? Whereas having a healthy lifestyle is about one day you get a workout, maybe that week, that's the only workout you get, but then you start again the next day that you have time to do a workout. And, you know, you're thinking about eating healthy foods. And if you decide that you want to have a cookie, no problem. And then just have another healthy meal after that. Like it's all, it's cyclical. We just around and around in a circle, like there's no end point. There's no destination. Health and wellness is a journey and it's something you've got to be really excited about and excited about creating that as your lifestyle, not as a means to an end, you know, to achieve some sort of look or some sort of body. It has to be um, sustainable yeah. for the rest of your life. Well, it's so, funny that you, you touched on the yeah. diet culture because it's such a funny thing. And I've, I've been there. I did Atkins. I've done the keto, the ketogenic mm-hmm. diet. Like I've yeah, I've tried everything, it all. Everything under the but what sun I've come to realize, especially through, you know, all the interviews I do and all the mamas I talk to, it's like, there's no one body type. So there's no, no one fitness routine that's going to work for every single human out there. And there's mm-hmm. no one diet that's going to work for every single human out there. So, you know, this mm-hmm. thought of, you know, you have to follow these rigid, again, this word rigid, you have to follow these like rigid Mm -hmm. guidelines when it comes to your health and wellness is terrifying. (laughs) It doesn't work. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's sure it works for some, and I'm not dissing people who are, you know, hardcore into whatever it is, like whatever serves you do more of that because that's where you're going to thrive and that's where you're going to be happy. But if, if it doesn't feel like it's fitting, if you feel like you're trying to fit yourself into a box, that's not for you, then it's not for you. Right. Like it, mm-hmm. it's just, yeah. Don't force, force yourself it. into that Do box. Feels it's not going to be good. good and I, you know, if you're obsessed <laughs> with pizza and you're eating pizza for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, because that feels good, you might want to reconsider that, right. That could be something else because yeah. we know that's not healthy. Because there's some side effects exactly. to that. But, having- <laughs> but like if you want to have pizza on a Friday night with exactly. your family, you know, even if it was once a week you had pizza, like that's not going to ruin exactly. you either. But it's, it's the things that you're doing consistently. So consistency is a huge factor. I want you to move your body, but I want you to do it in a way that is comfortable for you and a way that you enjoy. And if you can do that consistently, then you're going to maintain your fitness mm-hmm. health. You know, there's no need to be obsessive and constantly at the gym all the time. And, you know, if these are things that are goals of yours, absolutely, that is great. I'm I'm not saying that you shouldn't incorporate fitness, but I want you to find a way that, that feels good for you to move. And that is sustainable for your lifestyle. A lot of people listening, I, w- I would say probably 99% of the people listening yeah. are moms. And they know that balancing fitness in your life, yes, it should be a priority, but it's got to be a priority that you can manage while also parenting and probably working or, you know, doing all the other things that you need exactly. to do. So move your body a few times a week and yeah. Oh my I gosh. Totally. I know I'm, I'm rambling. No, but it's so but good. I'm, Cause I there's so many ways to move your body, right? Like I, I like the gym because, you know, I have daycare at my gym, so it gives me a break. And it also, mm-hmm. I just, I feel like I need somebody sort of kicking my butt to do that. Not everybody digs that right my husband could like he's like you're insane how do you do that somebody yelling at you for an hour you're you're crazy that's just (laughs) it it motivates me it gets me excited I like the energy of being around other people I love the time off for one hour a day and my little guy gets to go play with a bunch of other kids his age like it's it's brilliant for me Exactly. But that's, that's what works for me. <laughs> but I've seen so right. many amazing, you know, apps and online, you know, yoga and things that you can do from home. Like even if it's just dropping and doing some squats in your kitchen while you're cooking dinner 
or, mm-hmm. you know, my, my eldest who's 12 now, he got a Fitbit for Christmas and it's so cool to watch him. He's like, Oh, I have to get my steps in now. I'm going to go up and down the stairs. I'm going to go run around the backyard. I'm going to go do this. And he's, he's into it because it's being monitored. Yeah, right. And that's all it is. It's just moving your body. Yeah. Steps count when you're just walking around yeah. the kitchen. <laughs> you know, you don't have to yeah. be on a treadmill yeah. or, you know, running a marathon for it to count. So I think sort of like giving yourself realistic expectations for that as well, for moving your body and not being like, oh, well, I didn't get to the gym today. So Monday, <laughs> next week, I'll start. Yeah. Well, then if you're trying to force yourself into doing something that you don't love, like if you don't love the whole gym, gym environment, lifting weights, you're not motivated by it. Like chances are you're not going to keep up with it. And like I said, consistency is the most important thing. So if you love Zumba and you like going to a Zumba class, then go to Zumba three times a week and call it a day. You're moving your body, you know, get it in whenever you can get it in, but you've got to find something you love to do or else exactly. you're not going to do it. So whatever that is. Absolutely. <laughs> well, if I wanted to ask one last thing, and that's if you had a piece of advice you could give to a new mama, you know, maybe one who's not feeling so great about their mama bod, what would it be? Just something that, you know, was a game changer for you or for your clients or the mamas Um, that you serve? I think the most important piece of advice I can give anyone is to rethink how you are attributing your value to your body. So you as a person, this is what I often say to people, imagine if from your neck down, you were invisible. If from your neck down, you were invisible, nothing else would change about you, your sense of humor, your, you know, ability to connect socially with people, your smile, your eyes, all of these, you know, brilliant things about you, your personality, all of the things you can contribute to your community to your career or to your family, all of these incredible things have nothing to do with what your body looks like. So while of course, and I've said, and I'm like a broken record, of course, fitness, important part of your life, but try to consider all of the valuable, amazing things about you that have nothing to do with the external appearance. Because a lot of the times we connect too much our value and our worth to our appearance, you know, Uh, and it's totally fine. I, I feel this way too. You know, there's, there's something great about getting yourself dolled up and going for a night out and you, you know, you've got makeup on, you've done your hair and you feel really great. But uh, all of that stuff is just the external stuff. Being an amazing mom, being a great person, being kind to other people, um, you know, building relationships, being funny, being serious, being shy, like all of these incredible things have nothing to do with your external appearance. So that is a technique that I often use with people. And then another thing is if you could think about your body as it is right this second and imagine that you had no possible way to change the body as is right this second, how could you learn how to appreciate and value and love the body that you have right now? And of course, we know that it is possible to change your body if you want to, but you don't have to. And if it, if there were no possible way to change it, like what would you do? You'd have to learn how to accept who you are in this moment. So there are tools available if you do want to change your body, but that's not necessary. You can exist exactly as you are right now. And you can learn the ways to be a more confident version of yourself, exactly as you are, not compared to someone else, not compared to your, you know, 10 years ago, what you look like, just as you are right now. So those are like a couple of techniques that I use. Um, If I were talking to a brand new mom right now who is concerned about something to do with her body image, I would just tell her to give herself grace and be patient because whether you're working hard at, you know, your fitness or whatever it is, after time, your body does start to kind of go back. It may not be exactly the same, but it will start to go back to how things were because I believe that there is a set range that your body is meant to live in. And for me, that will be different than it is for you. And it will be different for every other woman. But to just give yourself some patience and to focus on, especially if you're a brand spanking new mom, focus on that new little human that spent nine or 10 months in there 
cooking up <laughs> and it's going to take a little time for you to get back to how it was before that little human was mm, in there. Absolutely. So, I don't know. I hope that, that I hope does. that makes sense. I again, no, it's so tonight, it's so but. powerful though, right? Because the, like those techniques are everything. It's so true, and it's it goes back to the whole gratitude, like really just loving. And it's not just about your body, loving where you're at in life, in motherhood, mm-hmm. all of it, just sort of accepting it for how it is and being open. Yeah. Embrace, right. <laughs> be open to growth, be open See? to Ruth. evolving, but you know, just embrace. Absolutely. Well, and it's crazy. My midwife told me something, um, that stuck with me and I've talked about it a couple times before on the show, but they said, you know, it takes almost 10 months to create a life inside of your body. Why would you expect it to bounce back any sooner than that? Right? Like mm-hmm. it, you need to mm-hmm. heal. And some people do and that's amazing. But some, like some people don't, some people gain more weight than I, like I gained like 65 pounds when I had my daughter. So 65 pounds doesn't come off in two months. You know, it takes time for that stuff to come off. If you only gain 15 pounds, it might be a different story, but we are all different. We all have our unique bodies we all have our unique stories so just finding some grace and just embracing where you're at and whatever stage you're in so where do we find courtney and what is courtney up to i'd just love to get some resources for our mamas that i can put on the show notes of how they can get in touch with you if they you know are really moved by what they heard here today and they want to maybe do some coaching with you or obviously your podcast i'll put a link to and your blog but i'm also curious sort of what your go-to things are like, do you have apps or, you know, exercise workouts, routines, things that, you know, you live by that are your personal day-to-day, you know, go-tos, your things. Okay. Um, yeah. So if you want to find me, I am, I'm most active on Instagram. So you can just find me at momfident AF, just like confident, but with an M and then AF, I think you may know what that stands for. Um, it's a unit of measurement. A lot of millennials <laughs> use it these days. Um, so you can find me on Instagram there. I also uh, have a website. So you can find pretty much all the things that I offer on my website. It's getmomfidentaf.com. Um, as I mentioned before, I have the self-love journal. And those are available on Amazon. Um, and I also have a girls version. So for girls age, like kind of like 8 to 14. But again... It, it depends on the maturity of the girl. A seven-year-old could probably use it and a 15 or 16-year-old would it's benefit. It's great, by the way. I got it for my nine-year-old niece there. for Christmas and she loves oh, it. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, so there's there's two journals. Um, of course, the podcast. Again, all of these things you can find if you just go to my website, getmonfidentaf.com. Um, I have a coaching, a group coaching program that's going to be launching in February. It is called Love Your Mom Bod Squad. So if you're interested in learning some techniques and learning how to really appreciate love and embrace the skin that you're in, regardless of what shape or size you are or what stage you're in, that would be a great group program, supportive program to be in. It's mostly an online program. I do have some some live, um, I have a live workshop coming up for anyone who may be listening that's in the Toronto or the GTA. Um, so you can find more information about that on my website. It's a love your body workshop um, if you're interested in in-person. And what else? I do private coaching. Um, I only take about one to two clients per month. So you know, I, I do, it's like mindset coaching. Um, and again, all of that, more information is on my website so people can uh, find that there. And what did you ask? Oh, I was just wondering uh, if you had sort of any apps for, you know, exercise routines or sort of go-to things. Is it meditation or is it yoga or, you know, what are, what are your go-tos when it comes to health and wellness overall? Hmm. Um, I do actually practice med- meditation, guided meditation only though. I find it really difficult to actually do a meditation practice on my own and just sit there quietly. So I need to have some, some type of guidance. I use the Headspace app for that and you can actually just get the free version and, and just try it out and see if it works for you. And I think you can just keep going with the free version if you don't want to purchase it. I also have used a meditation coach in the past. Um, and I, again, on my podcast, there's a specific episode about meditation and the benefits and uh, a free meditation at the end of that episode. And that is with my meditation coach. She does guided meditations that she offers on a monthly basis. So I use that as well. Um, in terms of 
fitness. Um, I pretty much do my own, like I, I do my own workouts at home, but I am working in collaboration with, um, a fitness company that will be coming out very soon to, to launch an online program. Um, so sort of a collaboration, Momfit and AF and this fitness brand. So more Mm -hmm. information will be coming out about that. If anyone is interested in learning about that, then they just need to follow me on social media and, uh, they'll find out that and my website and they'll find out um, any new information Amazing. that's coming out. So that will be coming out so shortly. Awesome. Yeah. But usually I just, I'm, an, I'm, I, I really had to rethink and rejig my mindset around fitness because I used to think that I had to be at the gym. It had to be a, you know, a certain length of time. I had to make sure I did this training and that training and balance it and body parts and whatever. And I had to really rethink that because now I do most of my workouts at home. And for a long time, that was like, I just didn't feel like I could get the same type of workout at home. And I figured out a way that I can now and I feel successful and I feel, you know, like I succeed after every workout. So that took a bit of a mindset rejig. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for being here. And thanks for and having me. We really me. did dig deep. I feel, I feel inspired and, and confident. Yeah, we did yes. some digging today. We did some well, digging. Everyone that's listening, please go follow Courtney. Momfident AF, such an incredible platform. I just absolutely love what you're creating. Thank you so much for being here today. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. It's such a cool space to be able to meet over, you know, social media and podcasting. Absolutely. And- Absolutely. It's amazing. So exciting. And I'm sure we'll be working together more in the future. I just know it. I feel it. So everyone, thank you so much for listening and tuning in. Please go over, head over to wherever you get your daily listening. Give us a rating and a review. We appreciate it so much. And I hope you got some value from what you heard here today. And any resources and information will be on the show notes for you over at www.ygtmama.com. Thank you so much for tuning in. I'm Sabrina Greer, your host, and you've been listening to You've Got This Mama, the podcast. You can follow us at YGT Mama and join the conversation on Facebook and Instagram to get more information on the stories we share here, our community, our books, or the blog. Head on over to www.ygtmama.com. You can also access the show notes there. If you haven't already, please head over to Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your daily listen and subscribe to the tribe. Rate and review this podcast. That helps keep us alive and we deeply value every review. I would like to thank the production team and Megan Krumpetich, our producer, for making this happen. Thank you so much to all of you for giving us your ear. We hope you tune in next week. But in the meantime, please remember, you've got this, Mama.